you know what, do it. Anybody can do what they want to do. Sure. But I just, I was afraid of who I would become uh, mm. if I had a bunch of money. Right. And wow. I just think that that was kind of God's way of protecting me saying, hey, look, you know, you ain't ready for this. Welcome back to Young Smart Money. My name is Apple Crater and I am your host. Now, this episode from the get, I'm going to say it's going to be a little bit controversial, okay? Because when people talk about network marketing, multi-level marketing, whatever you want to call it, there is it's really biased, okay? You're either really far on one side or you're really far on the other side. Either you love it or you hate it. Either you think it's a great blessing or you think it's a complete pyramid scheme scam okay so let's just try let's try bear with me here we're going to try to drop all of our uh, preconceived notions as to what multi-level marketing is myself personally i'm pretty neutral on multi-level marketing and i try to keep myself pretty neutral because I, i'm not involved in it and I, I see both the pros and the cons i see people um succeeding in it and people not succeeding in it and i wanted to bring somebody on the show who was very involved in multi-level marketing okay this guy has started a one of the biggest multi-level marketing companies in the world he was one one of the original uh, founders that brought this company to life. So I wanted to have him on the show to present both his story, but then also the world of multi-level marketing. Obviously, he's coming at it from one perspective, but I try to keep this episode pretty neutral and I want you guys to be able to develop your own opinions here okay so whether you're going in thinking it's a complete scam whether you're going in thinking it's the greatest thing on earth I want you guys to have a pretty open mind here and really just be willing to take in new information even if it's contradictory to your beliefs your ingrained deep down beliefs maybe you've seen somebody who's had a lot of success or had a lot of failure in the industry I want you to come in I want you to leave those beliefs at the door if you're driving to work leave those beliefs at home if you're walking the dog leave those beliefs on the side of the road because because I want you guys to really have an open mind. I, I find it's very beneficial to go into things with an open mind and, and podcasting is no different. So without further ado, we're going to welcome Jefferson Santos on the show. I want you to sit back, relax, leave your old beliefs at the door, and we're going to try to um, bring some new ideas to life and, and really allow you to expand your perspectives either way. I want you to come out this episode feeling confident in your beliefs, whether you love network marketing or you hate it. I just want you to be able to come in here and, and learn something new today and have an open mind. So without further ado... Jefferson, welcome to Young Smart Money. How are you doing today? Doing awesome, man. How's it going, bud? I am doing fantastic. It's a wonderful day. I'm just living life. So I'm really excited to talk with you today um, because you're in an area that I haven't touched exclusively on in the podcast before. Um, and I'm really excited to get into this. I know there's a lot of controversy in this space. I'm excited to break down some barriers and really just educate our audience on, on some of the potential options they have available to them. But before we do that, I kind of want to hop into your story, hear about where you got started in the wide world of entrepreneurship, because a lot of our listeners are on that younger side and can really relate to um, the starting the startings out of some of these um, entrepreneurs that have gotten to the places where you are at right now. So let's start off with your early upbringing, your childhood. Were you somebody who was going door to door selling uh, lemonade as a kid or like what did that look like for you as far as like your early experiences with entrepreneurship? Yeah. First of all, it's an honor to be on the show and I'm yeah. excited about being able to share and add a ton of value to all of our listeners here. It's going to be great. But yeah, I grew up in the Dallas, Texas area. Matter of fact, both of my parents are from uh, Rio, Brazil, Rio oh, de Janeiro. Wow. And, uh, but I grew up in Dallas and parents divorced when I was four. So my mom had three jobs raising my sister and I. And mm -hmm. so she worked really, really hard. And the thing was, is like, she would literally say out loud, like money's hard to make, money's hard to make. And so mm. that was kind of like implanted in my subconscious and my conscious, you know, for many, many years. And so yeah. 
um, as, as I got into sports and different things like that, um, you know, I, I like the whole team aspect of things, right? So when I got introduced to entrepreneurship, I did it, you know, I got introduced through network marketing. To me, like I got, my mother took me to this doctor's house, had a big giant house, you know, he's a uh, OBGYN, you know, yeah. and, and all this stuff. And so he's like drawn circles on a whiteboard. And I'm like, dude, this looks like football, you know? <laughs> and so, because I was never the fastest kid on the team mm. or, or the strongest kid or the smartest kid in class, but I've always worked extra hard to kind of keep up. And I think that collective compounding, of over the years of doing that, it's, it's taught me to, to, to get ahead, so to speak. Right. Hmm. Cause I mean, we, we all, we all know kids that are popular now, but wait till 10 years from now and 20 years from now, let's see where they're at then. Because you know, we all see people in our classes or at school or whatever, but it's not about what you're doing now. It's the longevity and the stamina that you have. Hmm. And that's the, that's the learning curve that that's the process of, so for me, I just stayed hungry. And, and I, I think a lot of us, you know, I get the question of, you know, how do you generate that? I, I think it's exposure. It's exposure to other things that maybe you're not privy to, you know, other, other students, kids, young adults, adults that have a bigger vision. So all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, you could think that way. Mm. That's how you get, that's how you, you get hungry is you, you expand your hunger zone, so to speak. Huh. Right. And so, so, but when I got started as an entrepreneur, I, dude, I sucked, man. I was like, I was rough around the edges. I was focused on their pocketbook and their wallet and my ego. I had, I did everything wrong. And one of the, one of the books that we've all heard about, you guys probably heard of, you know, how to win friends and influence people by Dale yep. Carnegie. And that is like the next to the Bible. That's probably one of the, the, the most popular books out there as far as people skills, which is key because no matter if you're a job entrepreneur, building teams, leadership, whatever, you've got to learn how to deal with people and make people feel good and treat them well. Right. And, and that's the key thing. And that's one thing I needed to learn big time because, you know, in my book that I, that I talk about, I talk about, I, I loved, I loved people and used money, but the problem was, is I had it switched. I that's loved huge. money and I love and I, and I used people. That was my, that was my issue. That was my roadblock when I first got started as an entrepreneur. Wow. We hit a lot of stuff right there. There's a couple things that I really want to dive into though. Um, and the first is the people you are surrounding yourself with. So for a lot of young people, um, I know myself included, I was getting stuck in these circles of people that were not ambitious, that were not trying to push me to get that next level, that were not, they, they were content with where they were at and they weren't really trying to get to that next level. So when you were young, when you were starting off and you were getting these negative ideas in your head, um, you said from your mother about how money was so hard to make, how did you start to surround yourself with those people that were going to help you get to that next level? Where did you find people that, that had this different mindset? So back then, like way back then, I guess she was probably, I was like 10 years old when she was, I heard her say that, or I can remember her saying that mm -hmm. I wasn't even aware, like personal development wasn't on the radar. Yeah. Business wasn't on the radar yet. You know, now in this time, this day and age with, you know, social media and exposed exposure to podcasts like this, yeah. you know, obviously younger people are getting information sooner, which is powerful, but it's not what you, what you learn is what you apply. Right. Mm. And so for me, I, I, I was just trying to be better. I was just trying to get better grades because when I was in eighth grade, I asked my dad, I go, and once again, my dad's in Florida, you know, we live in Dallas and I'm mm. asking my dad you know, what do I got to do to fly airplanes? Cause I, I love airplanes. Hmm. And he said, you, you got to get straight A's. So that was like the first main goal I've ever had. Huh. It was like, okay, straight A's, fly airplanes, fly airplanes, <laughs> straight A's. So that was like the first goal. Right. And so that was my quest to start getting into the military academies. It was air force Academy, then Naval Academy where I went to and all that stuff. 
But, but when I got the taste of, of entrepreneur, I started reading some books after between Naval Academy and, and Texas Christian University, the two universities I played football at. Mm-hmm. Um, that's when I got exposed a little bit. And then my mother introduced me to network marketing. But, but that's when personal development came into play. You know, and I started listening back then, dude, it was like tapes and CDs yep. and stuff, right? <laughs> Way back. And so, uh, but, but literally I would drive from Dallas to Fort Worth, you know, that's where TCU was a lot. Mm-hmm. And I would be listening to Jim Rome, Brian Tracy, oh, Les Brown. I mean, it was crazy. Matter of fact, one of my first opportunities was selling satellite dishes for a positive, uh, for a positive personal development TV network. Huh. So it was like, it's all this junk you're watching on TV. Why don't you watch some positive stuff? That was our pitch, right? And so that was the beginning, man. Wow. So that was, that was sort of like your first endeavor into sales. That was 20. Yeah, that was, um, that was, I was 20 years old. Then was the first I can remember other than passing out flyers and hanging them on doors. You're not really selling, you're just putting flyers out, you know? Um, but it was really, yeah, it was, it was 20 years old doing that. And then also I did sell siding and roof and windows in the summertime, uh, uh, before I went to between the Naval Academy and TCU when I was, yeah, I was 20 years old. Huh. So what made you want to go down the sales route? Because a lot of people might just like end up bagging groceries um, while, yeah. they're, while they're getting their first couple of jobs at a young age. So what made you want to go down that sales route? Well, you know, salespeople are the highest paid people in the world. 100%. <laughs> okay. 100%. And so bar none, no matter if you don't think you're a salesperson or whatever, the thing is, is you, if you've got a girlfriend or you're married or you get anybody to accept you, you've done a sales job yep. to enroll them into, you know, getting you on their team or, you know, dating you or whatever. It's every, all of life is an enrollment game. You're enrolling someone into your ideas or they're enrolling you into their ideas. Right. And so that's what's happening. And so for me, I, I I guess I, uh, I like to talk about things I'm excited about, you know, and, Mm. um, and I think the clash of not being poor and broken homeless and then eventually maybe die because I'm starvation, you know, (laughs) compare that to like, okay, I'm going to go knock on a door and make some money. I decided to, you know, kind of push my comfort zone and, and, and develop some balls and some courage and knock on some doors because it's not fun getting rejected. It's not fun going to a small town and someone is like, right, close the door on you. (laughs) Like, well, you ain't freaking know me. It's like, but you just, that's just where they're at. Right. But that's, that's the deal. But I, but I was willing to do that. But that prepared me, right? That prepared me for everything that you do, right? Prepares you for that next level, you know? So, so what, whether, whether you're 15 or 18 or 20 or 30 years old, you take the 29 years and invest it into the 30th year. You know, a mm. lot of people, they're like, yeah, man, I've been doing that for 10 years. It's like, well, you've been repeating the same shit for 10 years in a row. Yep. Like you got to be able to evolve and invest and learn and, and iterate, right? Over time so you can get, we can all get smarter, right? 100%. So one of the things you mentioned there was that sales is something that you're doing on a, on a daily basis. Like every time that, that you interact with people, you are doing some kind of sales. So why do you think that sales has such a negative connotation? Because I know uh, a lot of people that, that I've talked to have that negative connotation. When they hear the word sales, they think of manipulation, they think of forcing someone to do something. So can you sort of talk a little bit about why you think sales has sort of a negative connotation to it? Yeah, I, th- I think that you have a lot of badly trained salespeople out there Ooh. that are pushy. They don't care about you and they're just like, hey, buy my shit, you know, all that <laughs> kind of stuff, right? Yeah, that's that. In, in every industry, no matter what, you're going to have bad salespeople or bad yep. whatever, right? Anything. But when you look at the concept, all you're doing is you're sharing information. You're educating people to the point where they make a buying decision. Hmm. That's it. 
You know, I'm glad I live in this beautiful home and I've got a Tesla P100D that just freaking screams. Actually, doesn't make any really noise, but it goes really fast, you know. Um, but, I, but, but a salesperson talked to me about that. You know, Tesla did a sales job on me. They have videos. They don't do any advertising. No. But their videos, and, and I got educated on the benefits of a Tesla and I bought it. Right, the benefits of uh, my Lululemon that I wear every day. You know, it's like I have a whole section of my closet. And you know, thank God for that. Right. And so the thing is, is what sales really is is articulating the benefits of something and how it can benefit someone, Hmm. which is really motivation, not manipulation. So let me explain. Okay. So the difference between motivation and manipulation. Manipulation is getting you to do something that benefits me. Hmm. Motivation is getting someone to do something that something that benefits you. Right. So, so all the sales, like a, a, a professional salesperson, all they do is they build relationship, build rapport, ask some questions, find out what your needs are and say, Hey, maybe what I have maybe for you may not be for you. Let's see, let's have a conversation. And then they might even say, Hey, you know what? I don't think my product's for you. I don't think what our services are or for you. And so that's a, a lot more professional way of doing it versus just like, you know, buy my stuff and here's why, and here's why, and here's why, and not listening. That's why we have two ears and one mouth. Mm. Was that, was that tricky for you at first to sort of make that mental shift from? Oh, oh yeah, totally dude. I mean, I was the, I was, I was the bad sales guy. I mm. really, I think I was, it was, but I wasn't like a derogatory guy. I was okay. just like the excited, like, hey, <laughs> you know, I'm talking, I'm talking, I'm talking. I was just excited. So, I mean, I'm sure some, you know, maybe some older people when they saw me say, Oh, bless his heart. You know, hope he gets a good yeah. job one day, you know, whatever. They probably saw me that way. I was more of an excitable smiling kind of person that was just excited to share. Not like, you know, Oh man, you're stupid. If you don't buy this, I was mm. never that kind of salesperson. Does that make sense? Yeah. I can really relate to that as well. That's that's, I get really excited about things that I'm really passionate about and yeah. definitely it's easy to take it over the top. Like if you're really passionate about something, like it's easy to just like overwhelm people with that. It, I mean, it does. It is. And in some people, they don't understand personalities and, and how people are wired. And they're not really looking at the body language of the person they're talking to. So they just keep on it like they're in sixth gear the whole time yeah. or whatever. Right. So it's like there's three levels of listening. Listening level number one is saying um, basically thinking about what you're going to say while the other person's talking, hmm. which really isn't listening. Right. No. Listening level number two is actually hearing what they're saying. But listening level number three, and this is key, is hearing what they're not saying, hearing their body language, mm. their tonality, and, what, and what's happening when you're talking about stuff. So all of a sudden, if their face is like this, I know, I know some of you guys that are listening right now, you can't see my face, but if you're <laughs> watching the video part, if you're, they're like this, it's like, dude, it's like back off. It's like you got to really have that conversation and, and maybe back off a little bit. And that's where the questions come in because if you just ask the right questions, mm. right, and you get people talking about their needs, strengths, and goals, Okay, then they will start to reveal to you what's going on in their life. You know, why, why they're not having enough time to do this or that. They've always wanted to golf, but they don't have time to do it. Or they've always, you know, if they're a young parent or something, or they, they want to have kids, you know, what does that look like for them? Because a lot of people, they're afraid to have kids because they feel like their life's over. No, if you make enough money and you set it up right, then you can work from home and take care of your kids or have a nanny take care of your kids while you're doing this and you come back and hang out with your kids for a couple hours and then go off and do another thing. I mean, there's a way to do it. Mm. Right. And my wife and I, we, we've been married now for seven years together for eight. We have two little boys coming up on five and coming up on seven and wow. we take them on trips. Sometimes, sometimes we don't take them on trips. 
you know, and when we go on trips and we're not with them, the nanny stays back with them. And it's just a matter of, you know, setting yourself up to be that way, to have enough extra money to pay someone to help, not mm -hmm. to take care of their kids and raise your kids, but to help assist, right? So you could still have couple time, you can have family time, right? And then you can have mommy time and daddy time that she could work out, get her, get back in shape. And I can, you know, not have the, what do you call it? The, uh, the sympathy weight that comes when you gain, when your wife likes to have pizza all the time and spaghetti and all that. I want to get in the gym too. So it allows that kind of margin and flexibility in your life. But, but if you don't pay attention right now to the information we're talking about and all these wonderful episodes you have um, here and then all the other great books and seminars and stuff out there, then you'll be all of a sudden you're 20, 30, 40 years old and you're like, what the hell is going on with my life? Yeah, you know? 100%. And one, one big thing that you touched on there that I think is really essential is a lot of people get into entrepreneurship because they want to have a certain kind of lifestyle. They've, maybe they're working a nine to five and they're like, wow, this really just isn't for me. I want to have more freedom, more flexibility, more um, sort of ability to choose how I structure my life. And a, a lot of times people will, will forget about that when they're actually working on their business and they'll end up structuring themselves into a way where they've boxed themselves in to even less flexibility than they had in a nine to five where they don't have the opportunity to travel. They don't have the opportunity to spend time with their family. So I think it's really important to have those goals in mind from the get. And like, if you want to start a business because you want to use it to create a kind of lifestyle for yourself, like keep that goal in mind as you're working. Because if you forget about that and you wind up like 10 years down the road, you're 30 years old and now you have a business that is trapping you and, and that you have no freedom and no flexibility in, that's, that's a rough place to be because now you've just created yourself your own job, but now it has even more responsibilities than you had before. So I think it's really important important thing to hit on, especially for a younger audience as well. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, we, we've all heard about the cash flow quadrant, you know, rich yep. dad, poor dad, you know, the E quadrant, the S, which is kind of where a lot of entrepreneurs get stuck. They're, yeah. the, they're self-employed and they bought themselves or created themselves a massive job, which is fine for a season or a couple of seasons. I get it. We all mm -hmm. have a, you know, we're, if, you know, if you're starting the company, you're the founder and all that kind of stuff, but then you got to get over to the left side of the quadrant, which is the unlimited side Yep. where the B is the big business, the team, the leverage, the systems in place. And then eventually I, where your money's making its money on its money's money, right? <laughs> that's, that's where, that, that's where network marketing comes in though, is you get a chance to play in the B quadrant and have a team and create leverage. Because if you want, if those of you that are listening right now, if you want finance, total financial freedom at some point in your future, you have to figure out a way to get lever, uh, uh, leverage and residual. Leverage yep. and residual. You have to do it because if you don't get leverage, you'll always be working till the day that you die, just like yep. Warren Buffett said. 100% because you're just exchanging time and money one to one. You got to exactly. be able to exchange one to many. Um, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So let's flash back. You're still working in sales. You're about 20 years old at this point. Um, when does the shift happen? When are you first exposed? You said through your mother to network marketing. Um, but when do you start diving deeper into that aspect? Yeah. So let me back. Let me just back up just a little bit because I want to sure. overlay the struggle story. So, so you really understand. Everybody understands where, 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 why, why I decided and to really you know, just follow through with it. So yeah. starting fourth grade, I started, I started playing football. Okay. We lost fifth grade. We lost sixth grade all through junior high. We lost high school. We lost. Now I'm a great athlete. We had about five or six great athletes, but it takes 11 it takes people team. on the field to work together to freaking make it happen. Right. Mm. And so then I get it. I get accepted to the U S Naval Academy, which is tough. You got to get a congressional appointment. You got to get a certain amount of scores on your SATs, yada, yada. So I get accepted. Awesome. Right. Mm -hmm. So then I go there and we lose. And what's cool though is like I, I'm playing Division One A football, right? We're we're playing big teams like Notre Dame and different teams like that, and it, it was awesome. 
the yeah. year. So I decided that's where I kind of caught the entrepreneur bug at the Naval Academy. Okay. Matter of fact, it was a substitute teacher that was like a lieutenant. I don't know, a lieutenant. Uh, God, was it? He's what, he was a lieutenant, two stripes, a thin stripe and a thick stripe. I figure out lieutenant junior grade. I think so. He started drawing some circles and he was talking about a, like an energy thing. Mm -hmm. And then we had to leave class. And so that started to kind of, kind of marinate a little bit, but I never heard about it ever again. But, but I started like, catching and seeing what they're making in the military and all that. And by the way, just a little side note. Yeah. Um, I don't take that part of my life back at all. I'm so glad that I was able to serve, you know, in the U S military, I was an officer in training. I was a reservist, um, mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So all that, like is all a learning experience and I, I wouldn't trade anything for that. Okay. However, um, I was seeing what the top admirals make after 40 years in the Navy. And I'm like, man, that's, that's it, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, and because I got, I started to get exposed to, to what's possible out there. So I transferred out and you can, you can go for the, to the Naval Academy or any military academy for two years and transfer out without paying anything back. Everybody's there on scholarship, all of that. So I left there. And the year I left the Naval Academy, they won a freaking bowl game. <laughs> so I, I didn't get the bowl ring. Okay. So, the, so there's that. Then I go to TCU. Mm -hmm. Danny Tomlinson at that point is at TCU. Uh, he's now with the NFL Network. He's yeah. one of the top five rushers in the NFL. So we went to school together. Wow. And that was really cool. But when I was there, we lost. And, and right, right when I left, they started winning, and they won a bowl game the year I left, uh, I left TCU. Ridiculous. So, I missed, so I've, I'm, since fourth grade, I'm, I'm freaking losing. I missed two bowl games, two bowl rings. Wow. Okay. Then I get started in network marketing after, you know, like actually really at, T, right at TCU. So, so I get all these losses, miss two bowl rings, go into network marketing, struggle for nine years. Oh my I sponsored, I, I, I sponsored like three people on my team in the fir my first two years. Wow. I sucked. You know, I had no leadership skills. You've got to develop these things. Right. And so, and so, so, so basically it, it was, if you took fourth grade all the way that that's like 19 years of just like character building years, they call it, right? <laughs> character building years. Yeah. It, it's basically doing stuff and you don't get what you want. That's the character building years. But yeah. you know what? When I look back and you can only see it when you look back, yes, it did prepare me. Wow. It did prepare me because I would go to trainings by myself on the front row with my notepad, taking notes. And what, what kept me going what kept me going with this was the success stories. People coming across the stage going, Hey, I've done this. Hey, I've done that. I'm like, I have got to figure this out. I, I, if they can do it, I can do it. If one person can do it, then I can do it. And that was the attitude that I always held on to. No matter how dark it was, right? How, how, how bleak it was, I was always very optimistic, which I think is a huge skill to have skill in, yeah. as an entrepreneur. Wow. That's, that's huge. And I know for me personally, like it is, it's so motivating when you can see people who have come from similar backgrounds as you, who have gone to the same schools as you had the same experiences as you, and then be, have them able to find success because that proves that like, if somebody who looks like you and came up in the same places, like you was able to do it, then, then the opportunity is, is a hundred percent there. So uh, from there, you get started network marketing, you're struggling, you're struggling, you're struggling. And then what changes, like what, what switch flips or, or when do things start changing for you? So for me, what the, the, the big flip was around end of 2003, 2004. Okay. Um, I was probably eight to nine years into my career as a network marketer. Mm -hmm. And I was just trying to control everything. Just, just, I'm just trying to play God. I'm trying to control everything. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to do this. I'm trying to make it happen. I'm trying to push the team. It's like pushing a wet noodle up a hill. <laughs> you just can't do it. You've got to inspire and you have to lead. 
and you have to develop the skills. You know, just because you get excited about something and start yelling and, and, and telling everybody about it doesn't mean you're going to be successful. There's, there, there's, a, there's a skill to it. And for me, it was my come from. And like I talked about earlier, it's a little bit earlier in the podcast. I mean, I was talking about, I was so focused on using people and loving money. You know, mm. I, I had it all twisted, right? And so until I, until I, I went to this one seminar, and it was in New York and it was a blizzard that day. And uh, the speaker on stage was telling us to hold our hands out like we're holding a steering wheel. Okay. And, and, she, and she was like, you know, everybody's like, everybody hold your hands out. Everybody's holding their hand out. And then all of a sudden she goes like, everybody go like this. And I just opened my hands. She goes, everybody, you're trying, you're trying to control everything. You're trying, you need to let go and let God, even though that sounds mm. cheesy. That's, that hit me at the time. Yeah. Right. And, and here's, and just let me go deep for a second, like yeah. into my spiritual life for a second. I'm not pushing this on anybody, sure. but what, here's what happened. I was afraid of success. Deep, deep down, I was afraid of success because here's what I thought was going to happen. If mm -hmm. I got all this money, I start doing drugs or go to strip clubs or whatever. And you know what? Do it. Anybody can do what they want to do. Sure. But I just, I was afraid of who I would become uh, mm -hmm. if I had a bunch of money, right? Wow. And I just think that that was kind of God's way of protecting me saying, hey, look, you know, you ain't ready for this. You ain't I mean, when you, when you, when you ain't ready for the heat, like the kitchen, because the kitchens produce heat, yeah. right? And so you got to be ready for it because what comes money comes more problems, more money, more problems, right? <laughs> so it's like, so it, see, people have either money problems, either you don't have enough or you have too much and you have freaking tax issues. There's always issues yeah. with money. It doesn't matter. It's how, it's how you think about it. So, so here's what happened though at that seminar is like all of a sudden they start, she started talking about a book called God at Work. And it was talking about how there's people that are anointed to be kings in the marketplace, entrepreneurs, mm -hmm. right? Kings in the marketplace. And there's people that are anointed to be priests on the pulpit, like at church, hmm. you know? And all of a sudden she was talking about like that, that because, because I wanted to be successful, I, I thought it was like this greed thing. But when they, what, re, what got revealed to me was this, and here's my point. What got revealed to me is like, it, this was my Optimus Prime Transformers moment, right? <laughs> like here was the deal. It was like this breastplate of like wisdom came down on me because she goes, look, the reason why I want you guys to become successful is because people that make a lot of money become influential. And when good people make money, good things happen. When bad people make money, bad things happen. Mm. I was like, dun, 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 you know, my Optimus Prime moment, right? And I'm like, holy crap, that's why. Like, God put that inside of my heart to be successful because I wanted to be influential. He wanted to use me. Now, once again, guys, I'm not trying to push this on you. Mm -hmm. For you, it could be the universe, the cosmos, whatever. But that sure. was that was for me. It spoke to my listening. So I had this different come from. So when I started calling my team and my people, like after that seminar, I was like, my come from was different. I really cared. And it's like, look, we're going to build this army. We're going to make it happen. And I really made their goals, my goals. Wow. That was the, the big shift. That's huge. That's really big. And, and one thing that you mentioned in there was that you were afraid of success. And I think that's something that a lot of people, they might be in that situation, but they might not even know it. Because a mentor of mine, Ed Milet, um, if you're familiar, he has this oh, yeah. saying that everyone has an internal thermostat. And that thermostat sort of regulates where you're at. So if you have a lot of success, but your thermostat set at a 75, you get up to a 90, you're going to bring yourself back down subconsciously because you know in your heart of hearts that you're a 75. And I think that's really, really big. And even if it's not something you're conscious of, it's something that's going on. And if you don't see yourself as somebody who is worthy of getting to those 90s, those 100s, those like 200s, you're not going to let yourself get there. So I think it's really important to, like you said, have that 
realization that money is not inherently evil. Okay. If you're a bad person, yeah, money's going to let you do more bad stuff. If you're a good person, money's going to let you do more good stuff. But, but just being able to realize what you're capable of and what your true drivers are. Like what is really pushing you? Like, why do you want money? Why do you want to find success? And if you can answer those questions and, and those answers are, are things that, that sit well with you, then go for it. Because at that point, you know what you're working towards. And I think that's a really, really important thing that you hit on. Yeah, it's huge. I mean, we've all heard this before, right? Money makes you more of who you are, right? Exactly. And, and the thing is, is yes, we want it. It's, it's, it's a tool. Money is a tool. It's a, it gives you the capacity to do what you need to, to, to whatever you want to do, right? The thing is, though, is the marketplace pays for skill, not for your needs. So you mm. can't, we can't come to the marketplace and go, ah, I need to pay my bills. I need to pay my cell phone bill. I need to pay my car note, whatever. The marketplace doesn't give a rip about right. you it cares about your skill. So what kind of skill and value are we bringing to the marketplace? And you're, you're getting paid to the penny exactly to what skill and value you're bringing to the marketplace right now. So if you want to make more money, you got to increase your skill and value. That's the bottom line. 100%, 100%. What have been some of the most valuable skills throughout your life that, that have really allowed you to, to accelerate? Well, I think it's just having conversations and listening. I mean, I think, I think one thing that I had to learn, which is a skill is, how to have a conversation, but how to ask the questions to listen for things. Like if you're trying to find out what somebody's needs are, you know, you, you will actually your, their strengths first. Hey, hey, what do you do for a living? And they're talking about, you know, what they do for a living. Say, Hey, what do you like best about your job? They're going to talk about the things they're good at, their strengths mm. and say, I'm kind of curious, like what, what would you change about your job? What, what do you don't like about your job? Then they're going to reveal their needs. Okay. They're going to start talking about they're not making enough money or they cut their territory down or they got to stand on their, their feet for 10 hours a day or their boss is an a-hole or what, whatever's happening there. They don't have enough time with their family or whatever. So the needs are going to come up. And the other thing I like to ask is I say, Hey, you know what, like when you're not working, what do you do for fun? Then they'll reveal their interesting goals. They'll talk about travel or golf or, or, uh, you know, skateboarding or whatever they're going to do. And so you start to hear about these things and that, and that's that skill that, that now you could take them to where you can ask them certain questions. You know, if I, if I could show you a way to be able to spend some more time with this and do this and this and this, you know, would you be open to taking a 30 minute coffee with me or, you know, watching this video or whatever it's, you can, you use questions to lead someone to look at something that could benefit them. And once again, back to the motivation thing. Because if you're truly asking questions and listening, then in your heart, in your conscience, you actually feel good about yourself and the conversation that you're actually motivating them to look at something that could benefit them, right? Mm. And so that's a big deal. That's a big thing that, that a lot of people, they just miss. They just, they don't listen enough. You know, they just don't listen. They're always interrupting. They're always trying to drive their point because they're trying to be right. It's like, you want to be right? You want to be rich, right? We've heard that before. <laughs> so it's like, Listen to people because, right, you know, you've heard Gary Vee say this and all, I mean, all kinds of marketers, listen to your customers, listen to what people are talking about, listen to your prospect and they'll tell you what they want. Mm, I think that's huge. And just, yeah, being able to ask effective questions is such a valuable skill, no matter what you want to do, because so many people, especially in sales, they'll have their product and they're like, all right, how can I sell this person my product? Like, how can I convince them that this is what they need? Whereas they don't even take the time to ask them questions to figure out what their actual needs, their wants, their goals are. They're just like, all right, what's the quickest way that I can get this person to give me like X amount of dollars. And yeah. that's not how you build a lasting relationship. Yeah. yeah that's <laughs> transactional, not transformational. We have to stop thinking transactions, which we know that trans, you know, when something, 
when money is transacted, yeah, it's a transaction, but let's not be transactional, right? Let's be transformational and figure out how what we have can it impact them. And, and, and let's be the first one to say, you know what? I don't know if what we have is going to be a fit or not. You know, yeah. I don't know, but let's see. Let's have a conversation. I mean, even if you, all your skills go up, like you forget everything, <laughs> one of the best lines to say is, hey, look, you know, I, you know, I was kind of nervous to call you or I was kind of nervous to bring this up. But hey, listen, I'm marketing this new thing. I didn't know how it's going to strike you. Hey, let's have it. Let's, I don't know if it's for you. I don't know if it's, it is or not. But hey, let's have a conversation and see if what I have might be a fit for you. Is that mm -hmm. cool? Oh, like it's just that, that I don't know if it's for you or not little takeaway thing. Yeah. That little thing right there is a great buffer to take down any sales walls. So you don't feel like you're selling and they don't feel like you're selling them. It's just a normal conversation. I think hmm. that, um, in today's society, you know, obviously, uh, the younger adults, um, we are a little bit more sensitive to, to the, the pushy, you know, amateur salesperson. <laughs> That's why I'm talking about the better way. The the hey man, I don't know if this how this is going to strike you, but let's let's talk. You know, hmm. creating that setting that context, kind of like a little safe zone, and be like, yeah, hey, let's talk. You know, and then then it's kind of safe. Not I'm going to show you this thing, and you're not even <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to tell you that I'm trying to sell you. I'm just going to try to sell you. You know, yeah. I hate that feeling. Oh, hundred percent, hundred percent. So you were at that seminar and, and you really sort of started looking at money in a different way. Uh, from there, where, where did you end up? You, you said that was pretty pivotal in, in your network marketing career. Uh, can you walk us through a little bit of like what happened afterwards and how that was impactful for you? Yeah. I mean, I just got real passionate about other people's goals hmm. and, 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 it, and it's, it's simple as just say, Hey guys, listen, let me help you get to, you know, to your top and you're this and you're that. And so just adding that to the messaging and all my conversations, people, people's ears opened up because why I was talking about them. Yeah, that's it. I wasn't talking about me anymore. I was getting word of the, getting rid of the word I and talking oh. about us and we. Hmm. that's the big picture us and we us and we us and we, we, we do this let's do this together the real leader said let's go do this not you go do this the real leader say let's go do this so that's that was the difference and then that that year was my first six-figure year wow and then from there it was multiple six figures and then from there it was seven figures you know Jeez. and it's been amazing you just this those simple skills hundred percent, man. I'm going to have to listen back to this at least three or four times because you've been dropping so much value here. Just so many like little tweaks that you can be making to any sales or just conversations that you're having with people. Extremely, extremely valuable because that's a skill that you can always, always use um, to, to achieve the things that you're looking to achieve. Uh, one thing that I'm always very interested in is people's mentors. So along this journey for you, learning sales, learning network marketing, and just to the places where you've gotten today, can you talk a little, about, a little bit about the role that mentors have had on you and if there's been anybody who's been particularly influential on, on the places that you've gotten to today? Yeah, for, of course, of course. So mentors, I mean, there's a lot of mentors from afar. I got yeah. the Jim Romes, the Tony yeah. Robbins. I've been through his programs twice. Wow. Um, uh, you know, Les Brown, Brian Tracy, all those, uh, Dennis Waitley, uh, I mean, Brendan Bouchard is, is a recent uh, mentor of mine. Yeah. I'm actually great friends with him. Started going to his stuff in 2012. Awesome guy. Uh, but my big brother, basically, he's like my big brother. I just call him my big brother. <laughs> and that, that was the guy that I met when I was 20 and he was 28 making seven figures in network marketing was my buddy Wayne Nugent. Now, Wayne mm -hmm. uh, was just, he had, he had gone to a little bit of college. He, uh, no. Actually, no, he graduated from high school. He was selling oh, wow. cars and doing network marketing, and he was an entrepreneur, had snow cone, stand, snow cone stands in the summertime. <laughs> and so, but when I met him, I was 20, he was 28, he was already making millions doing network marketing. So he was my mentor, and he was someone that's very, very close to me, like as in, you know, he had charisma, uh, he cared about people, 
He was funny. He just enjoyed life. He was one of those people that can find joy in anything. Oh. Like freaking like have fun sitting, waiting for a dang bus, <laughs> whatever. I mean, we didn't ever wait for buses. Like, but I'm saying, you know, I'm saying like, it's that kind of person. And, and, and that's, he was very gregarious. He was a very how to win friends and influence people kind of guy, hmm. you know? And, and a lot of that was from his sales training that he got, but he, well, he was one of those guys where he actually really cares about people from wow. the get, from the yeah. very beginning when I first met him, I'm 20. What does he know me? Like, I'm exactly. some, whatever, you know, it's like, why, why did he pick me? It was because I got in his calendar. I crawled up under his wing. You know, <laughs> you know, I talked about, Hey, you know, they, you know, I crawl, I took him under my wing. No, I crawled up under his <laughs> wing. You know? You know what I'm saying? And, and the thing is, is the word mentorship has a lot of different meanings and you could be mentored obviously by this podcast and by you and by us. And, but you know, Hey, you have the, you have to, the blessing of having a mentor, like live close by. And even in your same city, that's huge. But it's one of those things. They almost kind of pick you versus you picking them in a way, because it's just a, it's a timing thing. You know, yeah. I don't really know. It's kind of, I get some weird questions sometimes like, Hey, will you be my mentor? Well, it's like, I'm mentoring. <laughs> I mean, hundreds of thousands of people. I mean, I mentor people through my videos and my, my posts and mm-hmm. my webinars and different things like that. And so it's, it's for me to have a life and have a family and stuff. I, 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 I can't mentor everybody. Right. Yeah. So that's why I was, what I love about podcasts and social media because we can do one to many and, and be able to leverage the value. Mm, exactly. And that mentor of yours, you guys actually went on to start or like start the beginnings of this current company that you work with. Right. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so bottom line is, is he had this vision of travel and network marketing. Like mm-hmm. who doesn't want to see the world, right? Yeah. And so, uh, you know, but we had joined several different projects trying to find that company that had what we wanted, but it didn't exist. So we had to create it. He's the main mm-hmm. guy. Like he's the main founder. I'm just, yeah. you know, one of the founders, you know, we had a, a group of people, but um, we just went after it, you know, and I trusted him and, 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 the, and, the, and the other executives. And so we just went after it. So now it's, been 13 years since we launched the company. We launched wow. in 2005. We're in 42 countries. We wow. In the last three years, we did over $2 billion in revenue with a B. Um, <laughs> it's been crazy, man. You know, we've done, we do, we have a trip, uh, trip that leaves every 90 minutes somewhere around the world. Um, wow. And these are curated trips for our members. Like we do, we're basically like a VIP only private invitation only travel club, mm. right? And we do wholesale trips all around the world from volunteers and mission trips to, you know, Carnival in, in, uh, in Brazil, uh, or, you know, uh, Formula One race cars, NASCAR, Super Bowl, um, you know, spa trips, cruises, all inclusives, wow. um, all kinds of stuff. Anything that's fun, we do. We do it at wholesale for our members. So that's what we decided to do. And we wanted to create a membership situation and a subscription model. And they'll allow people to build teams selling the subscription model so people, people can earn residual. And that's the basic gist of it. Mm, that's key. Find the thing that you wish existed and then just bring it to life because at that point, like that's exactly what I do with this podcast. Like there's a lot of people that are, that are out there talking about where, where they've gotten to over the years, but like I wanted to, I wanted to come at it from a younger person's perspective and really just show people like at a young age, all the different opportunities that you have available to you. So I think that's huge. Just like finding the thing that you wish was there and then putting that thing into existence. Uh, can you talk a little bit more about why you guys decided to go with the network marketing model for your business? Yeah. I mean, because it's low on our, it's like zero advertising. You're using word yep. of mouth. Right. And it's funny cause you know, it's like in Silicon Valley, they're like, yeah, we've discovered the virus. we got to create, they're still trying to figure out retention and, and they talk about the viral loop and all this stuff. And it's like, dude, that's network marketing. It's people talking to people. You know, that's how <laughs> 
Facebook basically got started in Instagram and everything in social media is network marketing. You're just not getting paid for it. Now the people mm -hmm. running it now, Facebook's getting paid for it. Yep. Right? <laughs> you know, on Instagram, oh, Facebook owns, you know, the, the Zucks, you know, I mean, he, he's getting paid for it, but we're not getting paid. For it. So the key thing, all network marketing is, is a way that you can involve um, the masses and the teams to where uh, you can build a team of people selling a product and you're just basically, I mean, we all, you guys understand the concept of an affiliate, right? An affiliate gets a, gets a piece of whatever they sell online an Amazon mm -hmm. affiliate, whatever, but call it basically network marketing is a super affiliate. You're the super affiliate and you can have a team of affiliates selling stuff and you're getting a piece of all that. That's all it is. We just took the affiliate model instead of at one level, which is kind of limiting by the way, <laughs> to multi-level. Okay. And some people are like, well, MLM's a bad word, you know, multi-level marketing, you know, it's like, dude, guess what else, guess what else MLM stands for? Making lots of money. It stands for making lots of memories. Mm. Right. So there's, there's a lot of things it's there for. And for me, let me, let me tell you from a young adult back when I first got started, I'm speaking to all you right now is where else could you learn leadership, customer service skills, speaking communication skills, conflict resolution, how to lead people, how to know personalities, how, how to see the world while you're, while you're doing business around the world. I, did, I, I learned all that through network marketing. I didn't take a course. Mm. I, I learned all that through network marketing on the, on the street, so to speak, you know, um, doing it, right? Not lead, learning it in a book or anything yeah. like that. I, I was actually doing it, learning from people who are doing it. Where else can you go and learn from people that are making seven figures or even eight figures and you just show up and pay 300 bucks for a training or a hundred bucks for a training. You don't have a chance to listen to that person for eight hours or, a, or actually a five of those guys or gals for eight hours in a day or a weekend. See, what's cool is the, the actual training aspect in network marketing is that wholesale as well. Mm. Because, you know, I, I've been to, I've been to the biggest seminars in the world. I've paid $50,000 for masterminds. And guess mm. what? We train the same, if not better stuff inside of our trainings that we charge a hundred bucks for or 300 bucks for. Why? Because we're learning this stuff anyway and we're teaching it on our stages because we're training our teams to do it. Right. And so we're everybody that's hungry for, for personal development. You're going to go where you're going to go to learn it. But in network marketing, imagine, uh, imagine this. And this is no slight on anybody out there because I'm one too. I'm a personal development speaker trainer too. Mm -hmm. but think about this. Somebody goes to, let's just say, um, ABC person's web uh, seminar. Sure. So you go to ABC's person's seminar, you get all jacked up on Mountain Dew, you're freaking motivated. <laughs> you go back home to your job or your whatever. Now you're all motivated, but everybody dispersed. Nobody was together. Nobody was a team. Everybody went there to learn and now they're dispersed. What network marketing is, is everybody that's there is all teamed up. We're all teamed up together. So we're doing it together. And, and now when you bring your people to the training, okay, not, not only are you motivated and jacked up excited, they're motivated and jacked up excited. So your sales go through the roof when you come out of an event. And so the reason why we're so big as a company, I got over a million people in my team in 42 countries, not because of me, it's because of our training system, our personal development training system. We've got events all around the world. Matter of fact, I'm going to Barcelona in two days for our, our event in Europe, you know, and then I'll be wow. going to Hong Kong and different places. And so we have events and, and trainers all around the world training everybody. So that is the, that's the big, big key to where it's teamed up, like just like geese fly south for the winter, they fly in V formation, mm -hmm. you know, it creates 70% more lift, they can go 70% further because they have a sense of a goose. Hopefully <laughs> we have a sense of a goose and we can team up. I mean, that's what all, it's, it's all it is, is teams.
A hundred percent, a hundred percent. You've been dropping so much value on our listeners. We're going to hop into some of the questions that I like to end the show with. Are uh, you feeling ready for it, Jefferson? Yep, let's do it. Awesome, awesome. The first of which is what are you excited about right now? So whether that be something well, in your business, in your life, like what's something you're excited about? Well, okay, here, here's, the, I mean, honestly, here we go. All right, and all right. I'm going to Barcelona, I get back for three days and I take my family on a, on a actually a seven day cruise on the new Symphony of the Seas. It's the biggest cruise ship out there. You guys got to Google that. Yeah. <laughs> got a family suite, which is the only one on the ship. What? It's like, I don't know, 50, 70 grand, whatever it is. I mean, <laughs> but it's got a slide inside the suite. Dude, I'm telling you guys, you have to Google it. So I'm jacked excited. I'm bringing my video crew with me. So we're gonna, I'm gonna be filming videos. I'm gonna be filming, you know, getting pictures of me and my, and, my, and my kids and my dad and then my wife. I mean, it's just, so, I wanna create more memories. I'm doing this proactively, create more memories for my family. So mm. we have that to hold on to forever. I'm excited mm. about that. That's going to be pump. And then I, and then I'm, we're back and then I'm home. We're home for like a week and a half and we go to skiing in Montana because my <laughs> wife's family is from Montana. And by the way, if you haven't been to Montana, it's the last best place is what they call it. It is awesome. Hmm. It wow. is a really cool place. And in the summertime, it's like eighties. And then at night it's like in the fifties. So it's one of those Jeez. walk out on the porch when it's kind of crisp outside, sip a cup of coffee kind of thing. Oh. It's, it's awesome, man. Wow. It's awesome. That sounds like the place to be. Well, I'm going to yeah. have to stay tuned for that. By the time this episode goes live, y'all should be able to find some of that content over on uh, Jefferson's different channels, which we will be sure to link up um, a little bit later in the show. But yeah, that's, that's some exciting stuff, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, staying fun. busy. Wow. All right, perfect. The next uh, thing I want to ask you is what habits have served you most? I'm always interested to hear what my guests are doing on a routine basis that is uh, allowing me to get to that next level. Well, we've all heard about these morning routines that have been sure. getting a lot of airplay, which are actually true. I mean, I've been doing morning routines for the past over a decade now. I, wow. I get up, you know, I pray, I'm grateful for everything that I have. Mm. And then, you know, That's then I go take some uh, super greens. You know, I, I, it's like a half, of, like basically I'll, I'll do like a half of a bottle of water. Okay. I don't like drinking a whole bottle of water full of greens. It tastes like crap anyway. Yeah. Okay, you say. <laughs> right. right. And so, I, you know, fill up halfway, shake it up, slam that. You know, about 15 minutes later, I have my bulletproof coffee, you know, my butter, my fat, all that good stuff. I put collagen protein in there. So now I got my protein, got my caffeine, I'm good. And then, uh, and then I get on the treadmill and I'll start listening to a podcast or an audio book or a sermon or something. I get my body moving, get the blood going, get that mind and body connection and just get that positive stuff in. Because I'm telling you, if we pick up the phone and start looking at social media and email and stuff right off the bat, you're in reactionary mode. Okay. And, and as a matter of fact, I broke my own rules uh -oh. uh, two days ago and I, I picked up the phone and I looked at, now I, I picked up the phone and listened to the podcast, but I yeah. looked at a couple messages on WhatsApp and uh -oh. then all of a sudden I got sucked in a hole for like 30 <laughs> minutes and I was pissed off. Yeah. Cause I had to deal with some problems and I could, they could have waited a couple hours, but you got to protect those mornings, man. You got to protect like the little soft, whatever, you know, mm. cocoon of the mornings because <laughs> that's how you could set your, your, your trajectory for the day. Yeah. If you get yourself right, you can get your whole team and who, whatever, whoever else you're interacting for the day, you know, and, um, and I always ha I have a reminder on my phone that, that goes off at like 727 every morning. Mm. Let me pull it up right here. It says, uh, it says, you're in inspiring, caring, and funny. Bring huh. the joy. You are the joyous master. And so I got to remember, sometimes you got to remember who we are because we're not our feelings. Yeah. We're, 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 we need to act, you know, act our way into a feeling right? We don't, we don't feel our way into an action. So I'm always reminding myself of who I am. I'm inspiring, I'm caring, and I'm funny, right? And so, and so I want to live into that. My best self is that. And so use technology and reminders and little things that pop up on your phone as rituals and habits to remind you of who you need to be and who you are. 
because hey, I know I know it. Like hey, if we're if we're trying going for our dreams, there's days we don't even feel like doing jack. Yeah, you know, but you got to pick up yourself off the mat and just go after it. You know, wow, I like that a lot. I really like that like little reminder. Um, on your phone that just like every day at whatever 727 will just like remind you of like where you're supposed to be and like get you intentional. Yeah. And you can do it multiple times a day. I mean, you can get, you drive yourself too crazy if you, I mean, <laughs> you can do it a couple of times if you want, it depends on, you know, how, how motivated and what you want to do. Right. <laughs> wow. I like that a lot. I'm going to have to start incorporating that as well. And it's just, yeah, yeah it's, it's so important to, to really be intentional with your mornings. And when you're in that soft cocoon and not just run around putting out fires from, from the get, because you got to have that time to, to center yourself and figure out where you're going exactly. for the day. Exactly. The next thing I'm curious about is what content are you consuming right now? Are there any um, YouTube channels, podcasts, blogs, uh, books that you're reading? What kind of content are you consuming? Yeah, I mean, obviously, obviously positive. I mean, I love, I love Pastor Stephen, Stephen Furtick. He's awesome out of, uh, I think it's South Carolina Elevation Church. I'm always listening to him, Ed Young. He's got a huge church here in, 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 in Dallas. I've got um, Brennan Bouchard, the big one, oh, you know, obviously man. Ed Milette. Um, and obviously, um, actually I, I get a funny, a really funny, uh, podcast called group chat. Um, uh, those guys are freaking hilarious. I've been getting my little <laughs> my business, my pop culture and my stuff in there too. I love uh -huh. those guys. And also, also I'm reading this book right here from one of the co-founders of LinkedIn and another guy, uh, uh, another author of the Alliance, um, it's called blitz scaling. Oh yeah. Buddy mine's yeah. reading that right now. Yeah, blitz, blitz scaling. And, and what's funny is I, I, I do this thing called a blitz in my, in my, with my team I literally will, 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 will take 30 days of work and we'll do it in a week. You know, it's like wow. local presentations, multiple <laughs> things, you know, that's called blitzing. Right. And yeah. I have a, it's funny. I have a, I have a YouTube channel called blitz mentality hmm. and it's me biked up. It's kind of like Gary V's daily V kind of thing. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just, I'm traveling, I'm talking, I'm doing group meetings and presentations and trainings and giving entrepreneurial advice that'll add value to anybody's life. And I've got like 30 episodes there. Wow. That's at mentality.com. But it's so funny that I finally see a book called Blitz Scaling. There's a lot of validation of the stuff <laughs> that I've been talking about. And I, I can't wait to finish that. I'm pretty excited about that. Dang, that's awesome. Well, we should link up that, uh, that YouTube channel and that book in the show notes so our listeners can check those out for sure. One thing that I'm also very fascinated in with the guests on the show is what they do that doesn't scale. So obviously a lot of things you do in network marketing are not things that you can just like copy and paste on a mass scale. And the example that I like to give something that I do is every day I'll pull out my phone, um, go on my Instagram DMs and send like five to 10 video DMs to just like random new followers just being like, hey, thanks for the follow. Uh, my name's Apple. If there's any way that I can be of assistance to you, just like let me know. Have a wonderful day. Just like random stuff like that. That's not like super scalable. So uh, what, what are a couple things that come to mind for you in your business that you do that, that you couldn't just like mass produce? Yeah, I mean, I think it's similar to that. Sometimes I do videos on Facebook Messenger or Instagram and I'm just, I'm answering people's questions and obviously I can't get to everyone's question, yeah. but I try to do a little bit, right? And, um, and so that, that's what I do. And, and, and I start to get into it. I'm just like, I know it's not scalable, but I, I'm just going to do it for a little bit because it makes me feel good. Yeah. You know, I, I think that sometimes it's, and it's okay to say this is what if helping people is selfish? Mm. Hey, well, guess what? They get benefit too. What if it makes you feel good to help people, which it does. Yeah. So guess what? That's, that's <laughs> selfish, but that's a good selfish and it serves the world because you're helping people. Now it's not about helping people and saying, Hey, look at me. I just help people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I, I do have a little bit of an issue with people that like they brag too much about giving, you know, it's mm. like, you should just give and not talk about it yeah. really like, you <laughs> a little bit, maybe to inspire if you want. But to me, nobody knows that I've get, nobody knows what I've given, what I've done, because I do that from the kindness of my heart, yeah. not recognition. Mm. Right. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. That's a big thing. All right. Yeah. Last thing is just where can our listeners go to find out more about you, Jefferson? If our listeners want to follow up with you on social, want to check out your book, um, anything that you want to mention right now for our listeners to uh, learn more about you and what you're up to. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, I, I just, and that's the main thing I love to, to shorten everybody's learning curve and add value as much yeah. as I can. So i um, got a book called Higher Life Design, Arrive at Your Intended Destination, Healthy, Wealthy, and Happy. And that's mm-hmm. at higherlifedesignbook.com or you can find it on Amazon or at jeffersonsantos.com. Perfect. Okay, I got tons of videos there. Uh, also, you go to uh, Instagram is probably where I'm at the most. And that's right. Jefferson F. like Frank Santos. So Je- Jefferson F. Santos. And I've got, uh, matter of fact, I've got a little funnel linked up to the, uh, to, in my bio there. You guys can kind of see how I'm marketing some stuff there on my travel side of things. And that's where I do most of my videos and posts and stuff like that is Instagram. And then obviously blitzmentality.com takes you to my YouTube channel, one of my YouTube channels and talks about all those episodes there. And you'll get a ton of value from that because I think what's important is to see leadership modeled is to see what leading, what modeling leadership looks like. Cause we hear people talk about it on stage or even talk about it on a podcast. Like I am right now. Yeah. But what look like in real time boots on the ground when you're talking to people, when you're at events and you're traveling around the world. So that's, that's what I'm doing there on blitzmentality.com. And that'll definitely help you a ton there. Mm insanely valuable and just those little nuances that you can pick up when you see somebody like in the field like actually doing their thing so 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 valuable and i'll be sure to link up all of those resources in the show notes for our listeners to check out um if they do want to follow up with you in any of those channels which i would highly highly recommend your instagram is on point especially after this trip i'm sure there's going to be some amazing amazing content going on over there um jefferson do you have any last words of wisdom that you want to drop on our listeners today any parting thoughts for an audience of young people that are looking to go out and change the world yeah you bet i mean here's the thing guys guys and gals i mean your whole life is ahead of you right now i know that you see people you know having success you know maybe quicker than you or whatever and you just you want it right now but listen your whole life is ahead of you and right now it's like they talk about you know when's the best time to plant a tree it was yesterday and what's the best time next best time is today well when's the best time to get started it's yesterday well the next best time is today so whatever you need to do starting that podcast or your book or your business or whatever you're going to do start it today get after it start creating the ideas and don't worry about what other people say you got to do what you got to do but just understand that um, there's people that have been through what you're about to go through. Okay. Mm. And where, when people get frustrated and depressed and stuff is when they get selfish and they don't want to share what's happening in their mind and what's happening. So you need to find that mentor or the friend and say, look, man, I need to talk about what I'm going through right now and, and reach up and reach out and talk to people and, 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 and just vent a little bit, you know, and, and, but all I'm saying is that your whole life is ahead of you right now. And, more, more now than ever, because when I was growing up and I was younger, there wasn't social media. So there wasn't that access to everything good and bad. Right. So that is a distraction, but you got to get, you got to get really, really focused. You take a magnifying glass. We've all heard about this. Take the sunlight and, and, you know, turn on a blade of grass and burn the blade of grass or whatever. You got to get laser focused right now on your dream and what you want to accomplish. Okay. When it's all said and done and high school's over and everybody goes their separate ways the thing is, is the most popular person in school, they might end up, you know, flipping burgers somewhere. Nothing wrong with that. Good, honest wage. But you've got bigger dreams than that. Mm. You've got bigger ideas. So love them where they're at. That's cool. They want to get popular right now in high school. Cool. But high school is nothing compared to the rest of your life. I'm telling you, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, life's even going to get way, way better. It's crazy. If you see like, okay, when you go on my Instagram and you mm. see my wife, dude, she's smoking, dude. And that was like, <laughs> 
I've always wanted to have like a smoking hot wife and she is, and my kids are cute. And like, you know, we're working out and we're in shape and we eat great. Like, I feel like I'm freaking 20 years old in my head, but I got the wisdom of a 43 year old. You know mm. what I'm saying? So I'm still, I, I don't feel 43. You know what I'm saying? I, I feel like whatever in my twenties or whatever. But the thing is, I'm telling you, your best life is ahead. Your best years are ahead of you. You just got to keep on learning and applying, learning and failing and applying and learning and failing and applying. Keep on doing that over time. That collective compounding of that, of that effort. Okay. Is going to make you way better. And I'll leave you with this. We all hear about, Hey, you know what? I'll start that when I get more confidence. You know, I'll do that when I get more confidence. Here's how you get confidence. Number one, you make a commitment. Number two, you, you start to display courage because courage is what sucks. Courage is when you get the rejection. Courage is when it doesn't feel good. Hollywood makes courage look like confidence. It's not. Courage sucks. You have a sick pit in your stomach. You don't want to make the phone call. You don't want to have that conversation. You don't want to do the presentation, whatever. That's the courage part and it sucks and you have to get through it. But when you get through it, Okay, so you got commitment, courage. The third thing is you get a new capability when you get through that courage. And when you get that new capability, boom, you got the confidence. And now you just keep on doing it. Commitment, courage, capability, confidence. You keep on going over and over and over through life in you know, every decade and you keep on doing it and you just get better and better. But the, here's the trap for adults is when you get older, you think you can just like, you know, you can just jump over to the confidence whenever you want to. Well, it depends on how good you are at getting in the right state, you know, make your move like Tony Robbins and all that stuff. But a lot of people, they, they, they turn to alcohol and drugs and stuff to, to temporarily make, get them to be confident. They call liquid courage or whatever. Right. But the thing is, is you'll have an empty victory. If you always display courage and you, you, you strengthen that muscle, your anything is possible for you. And, and, and anytime you're lacking in confidence, look back and see, man, am I really displaying courage? Am I really doing the action that's going to get me to the confidence? And that's how you get the confidence. You have to get into action. So action's it. You got to do the work. You got to dig in right now. Um, once again, I know I've repeated myself a million times, <laughs> but your best years are ahead of you right now. And I can't wait to see you on stage. Maybe one day we'll speak together on a stage one day. All right. Mm -hmm. I'll see you. I'll buy your stock in your public company or I'll buy your product or I'll talk about your product on my podcast or whatever we're doing. It's going to be amazing. Mm -hmm. So there you go. 100%, 100%. Jefferson, you bring up in so much value on our listeners and that's so huge. Just go out there, take some action, make it happen because you just sitting on the sidelines is not gonna get you any closer to where you wanna be. Thank you so much for your time sharing your wisdom with our listeners on Young Smart Money today. I really do appreciate it. I know you're up to a lot of things, so I'm glad you chose to spend your time here with us today on Young Smart Money. Awesome. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, they really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately. OnlineCourseExaminer.com. Check it out.